their best, but I was just slaying. And it was just like, wow. Slaying. So, yeah. So once I get that the products are coming in, then I'm just going to, boom, I'm, you know. All right. That. You know what I'm going to talk about right now? Depression. Mm. I don't have much with that, but the only time I got depressed is when my pinky. Oh, shit. Oh, you got depressed? I got depressed for the first time. Wow. Because How- I was like, and then, no, and then my smell too. Both of those. Like there was a little bit of depression. Well, I would say the smell was worse. So tell us, tell, tell the audience oh, yeah, about yeah. your pinky. Are we rolling? Are we rolling? Yeah, nigga. You sure? Oh. Um, yeah, the pinky. Uh, what happened, what happened to your pinky? It, it, th- that wasn't depression. It was more like the trauma after like, oh God, if something un- unexpected like that, being the kind of person I'm in control of everything all the time. Yeah. And I made a mistake. And then once that had happened, I was like, oh my God, when I'm driving, oh, anything can happen. I can flip. I can, you know, it's like all this like after trauma, post trauma. Yeah, yeah. Like, Post traumatic stress. I, it kind of yeah. threw me, like, I didn't think that could happen. So you me. lost the tip of your pinky just randomly with, at work, basically. Yeah, I, I lost it just at work by doing something stupid that yeah. I wasn't used to doing. Yeah. And, it wasn't uh, crazy. It was kind of like a, a what do they call it? It's a random. It was a, it was a, a, a bunch of little circumstances that happened uh, with the trailer. Mm-hmm. I was on a I was on a road that was really bellied, so the trailer was kind of cocked to the uh, side, and my yeah. you know so when I parked it, you know so I couldn't get it off of the ball, uh-huh. and so I tried to do it and it wasn't working, so I kind of put my finger under the ball Ooh. and it came down Ugh. and just took the tip off. I saw my pinky drop on I mean a little like what is it probably about a half inch maybe less three yeah. eighths, um, and just unexpected. I didn't know how dangerous it is to touch the ball, you know. Damn. So, and then, so, and then after that, I had a little trauma. But then in 2018, in August, uh, I got some kind of little infection. I, I think it's wh- called COVID, early COVID. Early COVID, yeah. I, w- I would say it's early COVID. But it was late 2018, and I uh, had some kind of chest thing going on and coughing up that yellow s- snot. And uh, I didn't think much of it. I had energy to go to work and do stuff. I just can tell I had to, when I get home, I'm going to bed, mm-hmm. right? So, but then the next morning I woke up, made my coffee, couldn't smell it. It just slowly dawned on me. It's like, wait a minute, I don't smell nothing. What the hell? Then I went to smell the coffee. And then after that, I was like, okay, let me see. Let me smell the compost, like something stinky. Couldn't smell that either. I mean, nothing. And then I made my breakfast. I couldn't taste nothing, nothing. And I was like, why? And you were all alone. Like no one else was having that experience. Yeah. And so, and then also everybody was gone. So I was at the house by myself too. And this is when your finger was already done? It was already healed, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. that was a year prior. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, and so then I'm there and I'm just like, what's happening? And I say, okay, let me wait a couple of days. It didn't come back. So then as, as I do, I go into being an expert on what happened to me. Mm. And I found out it's called anosmia. And so there's three levels of it. Most people will get it and... When the sickness goes, it goes. Mm. And some people, it takes two years. But if it goes past two years, it's not coming back. Ooh. So it happened perfectly two years. Oh, snap. Two it years. It took full two years to come back 100%? Full two years. And so that what was weird, that process of um, as my smell was coming back, because I have memories of what things used to smell like, like my BO or this or that. Um, and it it wasn't quite what I remembered. It, it just felt like I'm smelling some kind of pheromone, but I can't, it doesn't, 
it's not what it used to be. Mm, you weren't getting like the full spectrum. I wasn't getting the full spectrum or just the simple joys like, oh my God, uh, I'll never smell a vagina again. I'll never smell like when you get out in the morning and open the door and smell that fresh air, the pines, like, or a bad meat or gas leak, like mm-hmm. rotten milk. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Why me? What did I do? I'm a good man. So like, oh. uh, and just like all the things that were going to be lost. Yeah. Just the contemplation. Because if I didn't get the two years, you know, then I'm, I'm done. You know, and th- just the thought of that depressed me. Wow. A lifetime of not tasting food, one of the main joys of life. Yeah. Not smelling a pussy again. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where the, the root was, you know. But as it yeah. started coming back each day, very slow in the beginning. First year was so <clears throat> slow. Man. Yeah. And then it slowly, the second year started coming back, coming back, and then now I'm at full swing again. How does your diet, did your diet change since you can no longer really taste the delicious richness of food? Did you did I get better or no? Uh, you mean in the process? Yeah. Did you, did, because you, like chocolate chip cookie in theory should have less desire for you since you can't really taste it. Yeah. But you can do the texture, but not the taste. Did, so did, did your diet get better when you were doing that or no, it kind of stayed the same? Yeah. I just, I, I was definitely, uh, you know, doing, eating less. Yeah. You know, I did, I do think my, uh, well then I still had the drink too. Cause I was drinking too. So I was like, at least I can get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might not taste the, but then alcohol doesn't taste good. So, I mean, for the most part, it doesn't taste good. It's the effect. But uh, yeah, you're right. Sweets were never my thing, but it was like, uh, you know, um, yeah. Why eat a cookie if I can't taste it? Yeah. You know, or eat some ice cream or none of that stuff. So yeah. it was just basically more alcohol and not anything else. And, you know. And then it's normal food. Yeah. It's normal food. So, yeah. I, mean, I lost my smell during COVID. And that was shocking. It was funny too, because coffee is the thing, right? I remember, I remember, I was drinking the coffee, and I was like, "This tastes like water." And I was like, "I froze." Oh no! Is this? And then I went to go get the fucking bag. <laughs> Zero. Wow. Done. Oh snap! And I probably took like me like a month to get it back, but that was definitely shocking, disturbing. Didn't like it a bit. I fasted. I just said, "Oh, I'm fasting." That's what I always do. Fast. I did a five day dry fast. Kick COVID, smoke him back. But depression. So I want to talk about depression because a lot of people go through depression. And I've never had like strong, strong depression. Um, but I've had moments of it. But I, I just think there's a, a big misconception about depression. And I think that I would like to just offer my perspective on it to help anybody who's either dealing with it or afraid of it. Uh, so one, I think the the core of depression is when someone a human um for whatever reason feels powerless to change so they've given up hope right for you right that was why partly why it affected you something happened to you that was out of your control and you may lose it forever and there was nothing you could do about it so that was a momentary depression because you felt powerless to change this thing that you didn't even understand what happened right so that was very specific but a lot of people are and, and, and another point I want to make up is depression is a beautiful thing, just as pain is, right? If you cannot feel pain, then you're going to break every bone in your body and you're going to burn your limbs and all this stuff because you're not, no, you're not going to feel the, the warning. Pain is a warning. Pain is a warning to stop what you're doing before you permanently harm yourself. Depression is a warning. warning. Um, so you had a different thing. Yours was like circumstantial and it was temporary and it was like out of your circumstances. So that's the, I'll put that in a bit of a different category. 
But when you're feeling depressed just about your life, that is a warning sign that you are living a life that is not meant for you. And if you don't, and, and so, so, so you're living your life, right? For whatever reason, you're living your life and all of a sudden you start to feel depressed. And maybe it's because you don't know how to change. You don't, you don't know what to do to change your life. And like, is it like the, maybe you see the path, like you're on a trajectory and there's nothing exciting to you at all about this trajectory that you're on in your life. And therefore you start to feel depressed because there's nothing exciting in your future. Okay. And now if you start taking antidepressants, that's like having an injury and then taking some, you know, what, what, what do they call it when you take something you can't feel the pain? Oh, um, antibiotics. No, that's like kills the oh. antibiotics. But whatever, like a, if you take something to mask the pain, like when you- when Oh, opiates? Yeah, opiates. What do they put in your mouth? Uh, Novocaine. Novocaine. Or so, yeah. So if you take something, then what do you, so say you have a broken ankle and then you like take a shot that makes you not feel you have a broken ankle. You're going to walk on this ankle and destroy your ankle. Mm. Okay. That's what an antidepressant does. Now- I'm not a doctor, obviously. I'm just a human being who studies life. And if you're going to commit suicide, if you're seriously contemplating suicide, then okay. Like like soon, you're like, I, I want to kill myself and I might do it. But yeah, take an antidepressant. Calm down. That's, that's maybe the medicine you need. Other than that, if you're not close to suicide, I don't recommend taking antidepressant. Just... What you what you what I what I, what I would suggest that you do if you're depressed, know that it is a beautiful thing. It's a gift from God, letting you know that you are not on the life tra- trajectory that you were born to be on, and you can change things. So it's time to start experimenting. So look at your future, and nothing's exciting about it. So then start, you know, you start small. Just start doing different Exercise, things. Exercise, meditation, and food. Boom. Those are huge, right? Definitely start exercising, right? Uh, that's that's big. Any way you can, get your body movement, all right? Get your Clean your diet up. Whatever. I know that's not easy. It's very hard because eating is an emotional experience. It's so fun. It's some of the only source, especially when you're depressed, it can be the only source of joy that you have control over. I'm going to go eat this. But it's not real joy. That's a temporary pleasure. It's not joy. It's pleasure. Uh, so clean up your diet exercise, meditate, all those things. Also, just change things because you're not on the right trajectory. So say you're like going to law school and you're depressed. Maybe you're not supposed to be a lawyer. Maybe the only reason you're going to law school is because your parents want you to and they expect you to, but you really want to be a comic book artist. Well, you don't got to shockingly change everything right now, but go take a comic book writing class. See how you feel, you know? And the other thing is feel, feel the pain. This too shall pass. So don't mask the pain. Don't cover up the pain. That's just going to keep you on the trajectory and it's not going to be good. That's where people usually go. Let me numb it out with alcohol. Let me numb it out with drugs. Let me not think about it. It hurts too much. Yes. Let Let me use this substance every day until it doesn't work. And let me go to the doctor and take an antidepressant for the rest of my life. Don't do that. That's what I say. Don't do that unless you're about to like kill yourself. Then, okay, go ahead and do that. But try new things. Go take a dance class. Go take a sewing class. Uh, go join a league. Go um, volunteer. Stop thinking about your life. Like some, I, you know, I dated a woman and she was always so involved in her life and was so sad about this, that, and the other. And yeah, she had some trauma in her past, you know. Uh, but when you're so focused on yourself and you're all just sad all the time, you know what? If that's if that's because every situation is different. But if you're just constantly like focusing on all your problems all the time, go help somebody. Just get out of your head and go help somebody else because your problems are not that big. 
They're, they're, you know, you got your health. If you got your health, you put your problems against somebody who has worse problems. Yeah, he's like, they they say like we're always comparing ourselves to who has it better than us. How about comparing yourself to who has it worse than us? That would really balance it out. There you go. Right? Yeah. So that, that's what I want to say. I think it's big. So you know, like the doctors say, oh, it's that's you have a, you're depressed. It's because of a chemical imbalance. That is one of the single most biggest fallacies that I hate. I think it's it's horrible bull baloney. It's like you, maybe you do have a chemical imbalance, but maybe it's because you're depressed. You're not depressed because of a chemical imbalance, but every emotional state that you get in has a chemical equivalent. So if you're excited, there's a, there's a chemical equivalent in your body and your brain. If you're sad, there's also a chemical equivalent. If you're angry, blah, blah, blah. If you're depressed, yeah. So they're like, oh, it's, no, it's not, right? So change your life. It's a warning sign. Give thanks for your depression. Give thanks and praises. And it's also too like, it boils down to being in the first world country, we, we have forgotten how to tap into our willpower. And what is it that makes us change a pattern? We have to acknowledge what's happening and then go through this uncomfortable phase, which seems to be the barrier of why people don't change. Because they, they're going to have to go through some uncomfortable changes that are very unpleasant. Yes. 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 You know, I mean, that, but, but you know what? That's why depression is so unpleasant because it's more unpleasant than the unpleasantness you will experience going through change, right? That's the only, that's humans. That or else it won't work. So depression has to feel terrible and it does feel terrible. It feels horrible. It's hopelessness, but there is hope. So you have to change and you're going to go through pain, but it's going to be better than the pain you're feeling now with your depression, unless you cover it up with your drugs. And then, and then, then you don't or need to change to therapy too. Like therapy is always a good thing. It could you know, be just somebody depending on the therapist, get somebody to, to kind of look at you from a third party. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, what are you doing? You know, cause all that stuff leads to isolation, you know, because you don't want to be around anybody. So then basically you're in your own ear with your sad thoughts, saying them over and over again. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, and then everything it's like, it's like, being somewhere where it's scary to go forward, just as scary as it is to go back. Yeah. You're in this place. Every direction is scary. And, and, yeah. And, and it's not exciting. Every, it's scary and like, you know, unexciting. That's because you don't know all the directions. You don't see all the directions. You have a limited view. There is Ooh. exciting options available Ooh. to you. And that, yeah. And that still goes back to the first world country with the last podcast. If you grew up in a mediocre, you know, uh, parenting, then you're eating a mediocre diet. And by the time you hit your teens and all this, it, it makes sense why you could be in this this state of mind. Yes. You know what I mean? When you have yes. no answers, no energy, and, and nobody in your ear. Yes. And everybody's like, oh, here's another thing. Everybody's lying to you. Mm-hmm. If you're like a youth in school, just you're not, you're not going to hear a lot of truth. You'll hear truth here, and we're not infallible, but we're being honest with you. Um most places, they're not going to be honest, not fully honest, not, not your history teacher, unless you have a really good one, not your English teacher, not your science teacher, not your parents, not your coaches. Like everybody is misled and there's a lot of lies. So you really can't trust the, anybody 100%. You must do your own research. And we live in a day and age with the Internet and you can find out things so like so that's important. That's just a good thing to know. Most people are going to lie to you, not out of maliciousness, out of ignorance, because they were lied to as well. And then another thing with the depression is, I don't. I think the reason why I didn't get depressed was, I think my first bout with depression was when I got out of high school 
and I was working at a trust company and it was in the industrial part of town, all dreary metal gates and metal. And, and I, I was, I was like 18 working with all these losers. I don't want to say losers, people who are misguided, um, you know, and they were older than me, missing teeth, you know, and then there was a pub right next to the place. So everybody would get their little check and go over there and almost, you know, spend it all. And I was like, Oh my God, is this all there is for me? Cause I didn't have enough room to think about life. You know, I didn't have enough. Luckily I had people come in my ear, but at, you know, that was the first one. But I think after that, I never got depressed again. And I think it was because I was in martial arts. I was in basketball places where I was actually growing. I was going through hardships in basketball and martial arts and getting hit and then getting better. And then the getting better, you know, was motivating me. Oh, I'm improving. I'm my left hand. I can dribble this. You know, I was putting this work in and seeing results and the depression is nowhere to be found. I'm growing somewhere. I'm growing. If you're a musician or your, your purpose, then there's no time to get depressed because you're have passion by what you're doing and you're seeing results of growth. Depression is a luxury. The depression is a gift from God and it is a luxury and it's fine. I'm not judging anybody who's, who's feeling depressed, but no, it's actually a beautiful thing. It means you're rich, right? And it means you have free time. It means death is not knocking at your door. It means you're not being chased to death because if someone was like after to kill you, guess what? You're not depressed. It's when you have, it's a luxury. It's a rich person's luxury and it's, and it's a blessing from God because without depression, you would never change your life. You would just keep on, you'd, go on, you'd be on the wrong path, wouldn't know it, and just live your life on the wrong path. Depression is a sign like you're on the wrong path, get on the right path. Right. You so don't give have thanks. Because, yeah, because, yeah, if, you, if, you having, if you're having all your needs met without having to work for it, yeah. of course, you, you know, depression's right there. It's like, what am I doing? I don't, have, I don't have the motivation to do, you know. Imagine if you were born to be like the greatest school teacher ever. Like you were born with this special skill that could just teach youth better than anything, but you were on the trajectory to go into um, fi the finance world because you're from a family of financiers and, and you're gonna go make $40 million a year, right? And then you get the job and you start working there and all of a sudden you're just depressed. You're making all this money and, and you have a wife and you have friends, you have everything on the books. You have a fancy car, you go on vacation, you get everybody loves you everywhere you go at work and you're depressed. So. This is a situation where they might go to the doctor and the doctor goes, oh, it's a chemical imbalance. Here, let me do it. Let me give you this. And then you take it and does it take away your depression? No. Does it just take away the numbness? A bit. It takes away, maybe it takes away the edge. And then now you're drinking and you're doing that and you're in a loveless marriage and then you live and die. And, and But if you just listen to the depression and you're like, all right, I'm depressed. Something's not right. Well, let me start. Let me listen to the depression, the feeling in my body of this, what, it, what is like, okay, here's the, here's the recommendation. All right, let's, we're going to use this guy as an example. This is what you do if you're depressed. You, you, you put your attention on the feeling in your body. So you go, I'm depressed. Okay, what do you mean you're depressed? I feel miserable. Okay, where do you fear the misery? I feel like I don't feel anything. Okay, where do you not feel anything? In my body, I feel this like sluggish. What color is it? So you just kind of analyze it. What color is it? Where in your body? Do you feel in your toes? Do you feel in your chest? Do you feel in your heart? Do you feel in your stomach? When does it happen? So you analyze it. You sit with it. Then you just put your attention you're, you put your attention on this feeling, on the sensation in your body, and you sit with it. Okay, that is what you do. And then in that, and you don't got to do it all the time. Do it for like 15, 20 minutes. Put your attention on this sensation in your body. And what will happen, I promise you, is you will get, like, ideas will come to you. So you may have a thought about, oh. like you. So you put it, you feel the pain, and then you just wait for 
some kind of thought or idea. And what'll happen is I like all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, you're, 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 you find yourself uh, on YouTube watching really interesting videos about crayons or about auditing the police or whatever it is, but it's going to be something interesting to you, but it'll have spawned from the moment that you took to put your attention on the pain. Cause that pain is a message from God. This is my opinion, right? So take it or leave it. But that, so it'll give you some guidance and it'll, and then you'll find yourself following that guidance. If you had put your attention on your body and then it'll lead you to like, so say this, this guy, this uh, financier who's depressed and he's, He's, he does what I said. He heard his podcast. And he said, he's like, all right, fine. I'll go sit on the damn couch and just put the, my attention. I feel it in my arms. I feel like this weird feeling in my arms and my legs and my chest. And I'm going to sit here and just put it. It's not fun. It doesn't feel good, but I'm going to do it. So he does it. And all of a sudden, he has an idea about the, the, his favorite teacher that he ever had. This pops in his head. And he's like, I, kinda, I wonder what that guy's up to. And then so he goes on Facebook and he finds his teacher and his teacher's teaching other teachers. And he has, there's a convention. And he's actually teaching a class uh, tomorrow down the street. He's like, holy shit, that's, that's interesting. I never thought of that. I'm, I'm going to go check it out. And he goes there and then all this, then, he, then he, he realizes he loves this stuff. It's fascinating to him. He wants to hear all about these new techniques of how to and express an idea to a child and, and how to do this. And all of a sudden, he's not depressed anymore. And then he's like, oh, that was cool. And then he goes back to his job and he forgets about that and he gets depressed again. And he's like, wait a minute. The only time I wasn't depressed was when I was learning about teaching. I'm going to go back. And then he realizes, he goes and he takes a course and it's the most exciting thing he's ever heard. He's not depressed. He has energy. He's working out. He's doing all these things. And he goes, I'm quitting finance. And everybody's family goes, you're crazy. He goes, I don't care. I'm doing this. And then he goes and he starts teaching and he goes back to school and learns a teaching degree. And then he becomes like the greatest teacher ever. Right. That's why he's depressed. That's why you're depressed. If you're depressed, it's because you're not on the trajectory you're here to be. Something is not right. How do you know what's not right? You have to sit with the pain. Don't judge yourself. Don't abuse yourself. Don't mask it. Sit with it. It will guide you back to the path. And know that there is a real answer to be found. Yes. Know that. Yes. Because if you don't think, I think that would be the core of, of, the root cause of depression, thinking there's no answer Hopelessness. out of this. Hopelessness, yes. That's the hopelessness feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So know that there is a way out. You yeah. just got to do it. And the pain is your guide. That, that, this is the beauty of life. It's so beautiful. It has to feel horrible or else you wouldn't listen. Okay? That's why it feels horrible to be depressed. So sit with that horribleness. It's a gift from God. It will guide you to the path that you cannot see right now. So just sit with it. And again, it's like you put your attention on it. It's like Vipassana meditation. I learned that technique from Vipassana meditation, which is what the Buddha taught uh, everybody. Just put, all you got to do is put your attention on the sensations in your body. Don't judge it. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Just put your attention on there and, and do it for like 20 minutes. That's it. It's 20 minutes. I guarantee you change will start happening. Yeah. And the love for the truth. I think that's what's kept me from being depressed too, because the truth, if I follow it and listen to it, just like getting depressed is a re reality of the manifestations of where your trajectory is going. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you if you've started out with uh, a pattern of depletion, be it for whatever reason, bad parenting, bad food, and all a combination of it all, and by the time you hit twenty one, you're like madly depressed. Especially if your your people can help you, so you don't even have to go and work. You just every time you fall, you get caught. So you never hit the ground, get a boo-boo, have to heal, have to think, you know, you, you need all that stuff, you know, to kind of say, oh, the world is real. But if you've been protected from all that, it makes sense you would probably get depressed because you've never had to go through the hardship. 
you know, like like you said, people in other countries that are harder, they're too busy surviving to be depressed. Yeah. There's always there's always hardship in their face. Yeah. You get depressed. What's that? Yeah. You know. Who's got time for that? I gotta I gotta like I don't have enough money for food tonight. I'm not I'm depressed. Hungry, okay. <laughs> depressed? A full belly gets depressed, not not a hungry belly. I'm angry. I'm not depressed. No. But yeah. But so. I like I like I like exactly. Yeah. So some okay, so that's one way to get out of depression. But let's give them some other uh, ideas. Like you said, learning is awesome. So learn something. Learn. Okay, if you're depressed and you don't want to do what I just said, which I think it is a bit esoteric, but it does work. I guarantee you it works if you do it and you don't, you know, disguise it with uh, alcohol and drugs and cover it up. Um, but if you're depressed, you don't want to do what I just said. Let's let's throw out some ideas. Um, so one thing is I would recommend the book Eckhart Tolle's books, uh, The Power of Now and A New Earth to teach you how to be present. Very powerful. What about you? I like uh, the 48 Laws of Power and um, uh, the Laws of Human Nature because they kind of let us know a lot of how the process of growing and growth and learning your lessons, not taking things personal, uh, give you the real tools to deal with this changing world of people that are all around you, the good, the bad, the the treacherous, you know, all these things you're going to have to be dealing with. And uh, you have to get out, be social, and um, get in the mix. Roll your sleeves up. Learn. Get in the mix, right? And how do you get in the mix? So you start, whatever your interests are, you start taking classes, joining groups. Like, so dance. I'm I'm into uh, bachata salsa dance right now. I love it. I love it. Why? Because it's challenging. It's social. um, It's fulfilling. It's fun. Uh, I get to, to to touch like the opposite sex in a sensual but not sexual way. You know, it's a, it's just a great way to meet people. It's fun, but it's challenging too. And I can do it for all it takes. So I'm learning when I'm at class. I got to be focused because it's fast. It's like, all right, here's the move. Pay attention and get it. And you're not going to even get it right the first day because it's, there's too many nuances to teach you. So this is a type of thing. It could be martial arts, could be dance, could be sewing. Go take some classes. Start learning a new skill. You're right. It's like. If you're not overcoming something, right, then what are you doing? You're getting depressed because you're not overcoming resistances that are in your life. That is the process that makes you feel, and and like we were talking last time about um, self-esteem. Like your self-esteem is earned through the process of overcoming things that are truthful and acknowledging the truth. and, And overcoming things that are challenging. Overcoming things that are challenging. I mean... If you're not doing that, that is the bedrock of depression right there. Yeah. Like the other day, I'm not a mechanical person. It's not one of my skills. So I wanted to get, I have a truck, has shitty speakers in it, and I wanted to get a new sound system. So I went to go, I was like, oh, let me get a couple new speakers in here. I don't need anything great. Just like, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm a new steroid. Like, okay, that'll be $1,800. I'm like, what? $1,800 to change a new couple of speakers? And I was like, yeah, no thanks. So then like six months pass, I'm annoyed with the shitty quality. Like the, the speakers at my door have gone and the other ones are like weak. There's no bass. And I'm like, I'm going to put the speakers in myself. So I ordered two door speakers, the easier ones, right? I, I didn't go for the hardest ones first. I went for the easiest ones first. Never changed. No speakers in my car. Scary process. I don't know what I'm doing. I ordered the speakers. I think it was like 150 bucks for two speakers. And I'm watching on YouTube and I'm like, 
Let's go. They came in the mail. I go down there. I'm prying things off my door. I did break one little thing. It's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pry the door off. And then there's this one part I couldn't figure out. I'm like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm angry. I'm like, God, why? what the hell? Like, damn. But I didn't give up. Pushed through. Watched a couple more videos. Um, it was like, oh, you need a special tool. I'm like, oh. Always I'm, a special tool. Yeah. I was like, I'm halfway through. My, my car is disassembled. And then it was like, well, if you don't have a special tool. You can also use a rag in this way. I'm like, that don't make no damn sense. They're like, use a rag and a shoe shine method. I'm like, what? But I was like, I got frustrated. I tried. It's like, it's not working. I like, calmed down. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. Boom. It worked like magic. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Wow. And then pulled it off, put the speaker in. Boom. It worked. And you know how I felt after that? I felt confident. I had more self-esteem. I felt powerful. I felt joyful. I went through this challenging experience. It's been bugging me for a long time. I learned a new skill and I felt good. And that's the type of stuff. Was it fun? I mean, yeah, kind of fun, kind of annoying, kind of challenging. Well, when you got through and overcame it. Was it was hella fun. It was like, you feel like, I felt Whoa. powerful. I felt yeah. powerful. I felt self-esteem. I felt more confident walking the earth. I'll you change the speakers. depression has a place in that, in that state of mind? Yeah. No. No, no. It was, depression was far away. So... I think that's what happens too, because like you know, some of the people like I met um, who who still are in their forties getting money from their parents, they're the most depressed. Yeah, because their needs have already been met. Yeah. So that what do I do? Yeah. What they what they what we rec- do what we recommend feel that pain go learn some new skills go take a new class oh here's the other thing so say you're like all right fine stretch and tempo I'm gonna go take a class so you go to um, you go to a tap dance class. You go to one class and you're like, that was all right. You don't know what it is after one. You got to go to a few. Right now, if you go and you absolutely hate it, okay, maybe it's not for you. But if you go and it's like, it's all right, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable and it's weird and you're embarrassed. That don't mean nothing. If things take a little time. So so if you try something new and give it a chance. Don't just go once and never go. Go Give it a full chance. So I say, whatever you're going to do, do it a minimum of three times unless you desperately hate it or it's like dangerous, right? Go three times. Give it a full shot three times. If after that, you're like, no, no, it's not for me. Fine. Now go do something different. Go take a pottery class. Go take a mechanics class, construction class. There's a lot of classes. There's something you love. Find it. Do it. Because you have to remind yourself, if I don't do that, what is waiting for me? Just sitting here in depression? Yeah. That's you can, all that's there. And taking your antidepressants that don't make you happy? And then where, what's happening? Tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah. You're aging. Yeah. You're getting more dependent on these things. Yes. And You're drinking more. You're eating more. You're still not happy. And then you don't get a you don't get a, a Can't partner. get a boner. Can't, can't get, get a boner. A, can't get a boner. Can't get a partner. And then, of course, of course you'd want to you know shoot yourself. Like they say in San Francisco, like every month, like a, a, a certain amount of people jump off the bridge. And only a couple, like they say, the ones that survive, they said, the minute I let go, I understood what, what it was all about. <laughs> <laughs> right then I was like, no, I get it. Oh, that's a bummer. That's sad. But they survived. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ones that didn't survive, they probably had that burden. Oh, shit, I get it. Or maybe that's why they didn't die, because they got it on the way down. So God was like, all right, you don't have to die. You don't have to die. You got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, the ones... Yeah, man, it's a it's a weird one how somebody can get themselves mired in depression, and especially if you don't know the tools, you didn't, you 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 it was, it was just the trajectory you were naturally on, with the tools, the mental tools you were given, and 
it, it's, it's probably, it's, it's unimaginable. Like some people who maybe had some early trauma that kind of just got into it and didn't know how they arrived there. Yeah. How am I here? It's just the, sh the luck of the draw. I mean, yeah. the, the bad luck of the draw, you know. You just had a, a couple of unexpected hardships that put you in this state that you never thought you could be in. Yeah. We all could have that. We could hey, have three or it's four. It's a blessing, I think. Yeah. It's, well, it is a blessing if you kind of know. I think the thing is you have to know that there is a real answer, a real way out. Yes. And if it's not, if you don't know that, that's when you probably you're going to want to really do it. Yeah. That's the hopelessness. That's a, Yeah. So, okay. So we, we told you some things to do. Here's what not to do. All right. Don't just start drinking alcohol every night. Mm. Don't take antidepressants unless you're going to kill yourself. Unless you are really seriously thinking about hurting yourself. That's like, all. You, okay, go take some antidepressants. Other than that, change your life first. All right? So don't drink. Don't, co don't cover up with drugs. What's another thing they should not do? I want to be the devil's advocate. Well, what if I don't have the willpower? Where do I find my willpower, Micah? From the pain that you're in. Right? So you're in pain. Oh. That's why you have the willpower to go do something that may be less painful. Get into your pain so yes. you can muster up the willpower. Yes. That's Feel all. it. Yes. Sense it. Exactly. Get into it. Yeah. yeah if you use don't, it as motivation. Exactly. If you don't have the willpower, then put your attention on the pain in your body, and that'll give you the willpower okay. to go try something new. Uh, what not to do. Yeah. Don't, don't, um, uh, don't tell yourself that there's, uh, uh, there's an easy way out of this. It's going to be uncomfortable. Just yes. kind of acknowledge that this is an uncomfortable process. It's unfortunate. Somehow yeah. I got here. Yes. But I know there's a way out. Yes. And it's not going to be easy. If you accept that, then you're going to be prepared for that that uncomfortableness in the in the beginning. Yes. Okay, here's another thing. Don't talk about your depression all the time. Mm. Don't sit and think and talk about your depression. Okay? Don't do it. That's like uh, obnoxious, unhelpful, and it just builds it up and it becomes a part of your identity. I'm a depressed person. You don't understand. I'm depressed. Don't do that. Focus on other things. Don't don't talk about it all the time. I'm not saying never talk about it, but just don't make it a part of your identity. Yeah. I remember uh, just recently, because I've been rewatching the Sopranos series and the son of, of uh, Tony, he gets dumped by this older woman that has a baby, a Dominican girl, and his heart's broken. So he's like in in this situation so his you know tony says hey you're gonna go see a shrink you're gonna go see somebody because you know so he goes and he's telling the guy this isn't that the guy gives him the drugs right and then he comes back and he goes so how are you feeling he goes well you know um at least now i i don't have these repeating thoughts i just keep thinking them over and over and over and over and over again so that's what people do who get depressed like mm -hmm. left to their own devices yes they go into their room and they just repeat this th thing. So yes. one thing not to do or just be aware of is I know it's going to be hard to even meditate, but realize you can actually control your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Look at your thoughts and, and really figure out a way not to continually repeat this thing yes. in your head. I don't know how you do that. You do it with willpower. I'm not saying it's easy. No, but you know, books help that. Eckhart Tolle helps that. Mm -hmm. Doing activities too. When when you're playing basketball, you can't think. Get into your body. Do something yes. to get into your body instead yeah. of your mind. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You cannot think when you're like doing an activity. When you're engaged in activity, even when you're playing a game, you're not. When you're playing Monopoly and it's a good game, like you're not thinking about how you're depressed. So if you can't stop, you can't really stop your thoughts. Most people, right? But what you can do is start to focus somewhere else. So switch your focus. If you if you don't want to like the thoughts you're doing, switch your focus onto something else. And go do that. Go do an activity. Go run. 
Go join something. Just go do something. Go do something. Don't think about your depression and how sad you are. Go help somebody. That's really what it is, too. Because I remember when Mike got my heart broken and all I could do is just, and you continually scare yourself. Like you think about things that aren't even there at some point. Yeah. Like, oh, she was probably doing this with him and then he did. Yeah. None of that might not even happen. No, and your body's reacting like it's oh a fact. Oh my God, it's horrible. Like you yes. just like, you, you go down this horrible rabbit hole of, oh, and you think of all the things that she could have been doing with this guy that she wasn't doing with. Holy shit. Dude. Yeah. No. That's horrible. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Here's another thing not to do is don't allow yourself to think that you're a victim. Okay, you're not a victim. This is a blessing. You should thank God for your depression. Right? You're not a victim. Um, just yeah. Don't allow that. Don't 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 do. Don't believe in that sad story. Yeah. No. I mean, I have an unshakable belief. It's like that's so what I say. Getting depressed. I just I see when it really wants to try to creep in sometimes, but. The fact that I feel like I'm growing all the yeah. time, it, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Like you said earlier, you said, like, you said because you love the truth, right? You can't get too depressed because you love the truth. Exactly. So if you love the truth, then you probably won't get depressed because if you're going to be honest with yourself, you'll see like, oh, shit, I thought I was smart, but I did like seven dumb things. Let me admit that to myself and learn from it. But if you're like, no, no, I'm smart. I don't care if those are dumb. That wasn't my fault. Then you can still get depressed, right? Because now you're in delusion land. Hmm. Well, that's another topic for our future. Delusion. Delusion. Because that's like one of the places you can go to stave off the work that needs to be done. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you get depressed. That's the that's the birth of delusion because you say, Oh, that's what it's gonna take. I gotta I gotta recalibrate how I think. I gotta change patterns within my body. I gotta stop doing things I like doing. Yeah. You know what? Let me look at delusion. You're like, oh, I can do this. You're like, can, you're like the women, the reason why I don't have a girlfriend is because women are fucked up. It's like, no, maybe it's because. Just maybe. You don't have a job. You have a shitty car that, is, that doesn't look cool. You don't wear clothes that fit you. Maybe it's because you don't like, you know what I mean? It's like, maybe you, you got don't. A gut. <laughs> you got a gut. You don't brush your hair. You never leave your house. Maybe your it's mouth, those. Your mouth hygiene doesn't look appealing. Maybe it's those. No, it's not those things because women are are messed up. They're messed up and they don't see. And so you'd rather go there. Yeah, that's a that's a a, a mechanism to protect you from the hard journey of climbing out of that hole. Yes, right. Don't go too far. Yeah. So delusion allows you to keep going deeper, deeper down the hole oh. that you have to climb out sooner or later. So that's what antidepressants do. That's what drugs do when you're using them wrong. We're gonna have deeper in the hole. We're gonna talk about how to use drugs right because we're realists here, and drugs are a part of human life. And there's nothing wrong with them when they're used correctly. They're like medicine. But when you use them incorrectly, it's when you're running from your pain and running from your boredom, running from your life. And then that just takes you deeper down the hole that you're going to have to climb out. Every, you know, you're going to have to climb out. So the deeper you go, the farther it is to climb out. And then that's what, and then this is the dilemma. You get past a threshold where you can't, you just, be, you, the first time you can't see the light anymore, then there you are. You're at this crossroads of either I start climbing out of the hole in mm. all its uncomfortableness, or I just fall into the lap of delusion. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Fade away. <laughs> when, when you go deep enough and you can't see the light, then it's easy to get confused on what's up or down. Ooh, there it is. Yeah. The light is the guide. Yes. So you know at least that's the way to go. Yeah. And you know what's below you is pain and then truth. So and the death. light is truth up there and pain is below you. And so when you take antidepressants and you, and you mask yourself with drugs, then you don't feel pain. 
right? And so, so, so you're allowed to go farther into pain so far that you can't see the light anymore. And now you don't know what's up or down because below you doesn't hurt because you're all covered up. And uh, above is truth, but you can't see it. So you don't know what the, you don't, then you really get lost. And then you fall squarely into the hands of delusion because you don't feel the pain. So now you can just tell yourself, oh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's not my fault. I have a chemical imbalance. I don't have this, this pain that's making me kind of have to question stuff anymore. Yeah. And 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 it's a it's a it's a it's a starting point, a setting point, or where I can be a, a reference point that I can begin to say, oh, this pain is trying to tell me something. Why am I not listening? You numb that pain, it's over. That's yeah. like your uh, compass. That's your compass. And now, next thing you know, you're 500 pounds, you're a drug addict, and you have diabetes, and you're 55. And then you're going to try to climb out the hole now. It's a long way, but That's, you can do it. You can do it, but you can do it. Why make it so Fast. hard on yourself? If you want to do it fast, fast. <laughs> if you want to do it fast, fast, right. Yeah. That's another thing, too. I'm going to definitely do a couple of fasts. Like yeah. start, you know, I can do one day of not eating. Yeah, that's key. Just to get my weight back. All right. I think that's pretty pretty good. I like that. Sounds good. Are we good? You know what? That was a powerful episode. I think it's um, important to talk about things like depression and to help you disavow the illusions about it and just re reframe your ideas about these things because it truly is a blessing just as pain and yes it truly sucks at the same time that's life deal with it it's both things it sucks it's horrible it's uncomfortable it's painful and it's the most beautiful blessing that our creator could give us because it puts us back on our track because a human being who's on their path doing their purpose whoo that's a beautiful, they're lovely thing. They're, uh, they're vibrant. Viral, vibrant. You know, they don't have time. They're on their purpose. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah, don't do it. We'll give you the tools. Yeah. that's what. That's what, We're going to give you the tools to stay away from depression and misery. All right? You know why? Because we love truth and we love you. That's true. And one more thing is uh, if you get really in tune with yourself, you realize your body speaks to you in whispers. You know, first, mm-hmm. it'll start kind of giving you these little pains. So really, your body is this kind of instrument that's trying to keep you in balance at all times. And it, and when the damage isn't too bad and you're, you're starting to go astray, your body will start whispering to you. Hey, you might want to do this. You might, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when actual pain comes, that means you've gone too far doing something that's not working for you. Mm-hmm. Then it's pain. Yes. Then after pain, of course disease it's disease and then of course you want to kill yourself yes right so you know listen to the i say start listening to the whispers first and that's where meditation comes in yeah and then so it doesn't have to get to pain because then pain is after pain it gets bad if you're not that means you're at the a serious crossroads where you have to do something because you didn't listen to the whispers yeah so all right you guys peace and love truth and Truth and love. Truth and truth and love, my nigga. Hey.